0: Boom! All night long, yes. Freaking go! So normally during the season, we do not start a live stream. With recruiting, unless it is something of importance. And today we had a lot of movement. Now, in just a second, I'm gonna tell you who is the most underrated 2023 current team player on this current team right now. Okay. That's coming up in just a moment. So if you don't like recruiting, I promise we'll get straight to it. As always, we'll get to all your questions. If you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, I really appreciate that. But always come to our YouTube. Live streams, okay. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays at eight fifteen. Wednesdays at six. Mondays after the Brian Kelly press conference, and of course pregame, halftime, and postgame show. So, JoJo Stone decommitted. Now, notice I paused before I said the word Stone. So this happens. A lot where a long time LSU commitment, a guy that's been with this class for quite some time ends up decommitting. It happens every season. Heck, it's already happened in this recruiting class. Tavion Galloway uh, tied in earlier this year. He was a commitment for a gazillion years. And a lot of you fell in love with them because he tweeted about how much he loved LSU. He just committed to Purdue just this past week. Jojo Earl. Commits Now, the details of what exactly went down, that is up for you to decide. Was it a mutual parting of ways? Did JoJo not really want to go to LSU anymore? Did LSU kind of just say, hey, we're trying to go in a different direction? You honestly can't a thousand percent say one way or the other unless you are them, okay? But the truth is this had kind of been – rumored for quite some time. So if you do follow recruiting each and every day, you understand that these things happen and this had potentially been happening. Now, I do want to include one important thing. Whatever happened, happened. I care about, does it affect LSU in a major way? And the answer to that is a resounding no. Okay. Could JoJo Stone end up being a Bolitnikov winner, a future first-round pick? Yeah, he's pretty electric with the football. He's got pretty good athleticism, so on and so on and so on. But the first thing I want to talk about is this wide receiver class It's already pretty good for 2024. They have Kylan Billiot committed a 6'3 wide receiver out of Terrebonne. And they also have two receivers who are 5'10". 160 pounds around that range, which is what JoJo Stone is. So they have uh, a receiver by the name of Jelani Watkins out of the state of Texas, and they also have a receiver by the name of Michael Turner, who is out of the state of Louisiana, out of New Orleans. He is committed currently to LSU. So JoJo Stone was almost the same kind of player as those guys were, and we had already filled that need of a shorter, shifty type of receiver. Anyway, now, could JoJo Stone play defense? He was listed as an athlete. Sure, all those things could have happened. But I want you to remember this, okay? And I promise we're going to get to all your questions in just a second. I'm, I'm looking at whoever you are, if you're listening to this in a car, wherever it may be. Always understand positional value in recruiting. It is so important to keep in mind where recruiting really matters, okay? So, a few years ago, there was a wide receiver out of Texas, and his name was JoJo, and he was also 5'9", 170 pounds around that 5'9", five, 5'10", five, 170, 175-pound range. And his name was JoJo Earl. And those that have been rock with me for a while knows that that was the early stages of PHL, and I freaking adored JoJo Earl. His tape was mesmerizing. I loved him, but he was a little undersized, and I was like, okay, this guy is as good as it could possibly get with the football in his hands, but he's not the absolute fastest, but... Forget that. His high school tape was crazy at Alito High School. He ended up flipping to Alabama, and he went to Alabama and really did nothing. Now, he caught a few passes versus us last year, but he did nothing. He transferred to TCU, and guess what he's done this year? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So JoJo Stone—I mean, JoJo Earl, excuse me, a few years ago, decommitted, okay? And guess what that did? It opened up a slot for a player by the name of Malik Neighbors. Now, that was pure luck, right? There was no freaking way we could have known that Joe Earl would have been a total bust. And, and he's not a total, total bust, but he's not been what everyone thought he was going to be. And Malik Neighbors is one of the best LSU wide receivers ever, ever who's ever laced it up, and that's really saying something, okay? You never know at wide receiver. You just don't. If one player decommits, it opens up a slot for somebody else. Russell Gage was a very late ad at LSU. There is plenty of stories of very late ads at LSU that weren't the highest rank commits in the world, okay? So this idea that JoJo Stone, who plays a position where LSU is loaded, they are loaded Every single year. And next year, there will be some uncertainty as BTJ and Malik Neighbors goes to the NFL. Those things are very important to keep in mind. But historically, LSU has never been short of talent at wide receiver. And the people are saying the 2025 receiver that is committed to Corian Moore has a chance to be better than Odell Beckham Jr. So LSU is always going to be loaded at wide receiver. Okay, So like we always like to do with recruiting, we want to give you a macro perspective. First off, in the immediate future, Draylon Miller did decommit. Draylon Miller is one of the best players in the country. He's a top 100 player of the state of Texas, and he decommitted from Texas A&M. Terry Bussey is a five-star athlete um, with heavy Texas A&M vibes right now. He was also in Tiger Stadium this past weekend, and Draylon Miller just decommitted from Texas A&M. Because who wants to go play in that Jimbo Fisher offense? You know what he saw? He was like, okay, I can go be the next Malik Neighbors. I can go join LSU. I'm a top one at the receiver. I'm a big time playmaker. And he had some serious LSU vibes earlier this offseason. This opens up a slot for him. Terry Bussey, if he wants to come to LSU, we better open up room for him. Because he's probably the best one in the whole class. He's a five star for a reason. He could play a lot of different positions at LSU. So, the truth is, JoJo Stone is not a big loss for LSU. He's just not. I I, I would be straight up with you, and I'm not going to make the same mistake as JoJo Earl. And I'm never going to doubt that LSU is going to find receivers eventually. They always do. Okay. Now, does Kyron Lacy come back and be our number one next year? I don't know. I don't know. We don't know the answers to any of this. But if you're a believer in Shelton Sampson like I am, if you're a believer in Kyle Parker like I am. If you're a believer in Cortez Hankton, like I am, you're going to be fine at wide receiver no matter what. Okay? You're going to be fine at wide receiver. Okay? And our first comment I want to highlight here, could you imagine Deion Smith, the field, still here? Could you imagine if Jack Besh was still here? Those guys were good football players. Those guys produced as true freshmen, in particular, Jack Besh. It is amazing how many wide receivers LSU has lost out on. Wide receivers in the state of Louisiana turn out to be studs no matter where they go. Some of you might not have heard, might not have ever heard of the name Dontavian Wicks. Dontavian Wicks would have been one of the best receivers at LSU last year. He went to Virginia. He's a really good receiver in the NFL right now. So there are so many wide receivers in the state that you should never, ever panic if any one of them decommits. I will give you, though, I will give you a player right now. Or a position right now where you should panic in recruiting. And that is the trenches. It is always the trenches. The data backs this up. Okay. It is harder to find good trench players in the transfer portal. They are almost non existent. Okay. Think recently of all the offensive linemen LSU has brought in from the portal. How many of them were actually good? How many? I mean, Miles Frazier is good now. Outside of that, though, a lot of them just are are okay. They're serviceable. You've got to get those guys out of high school. There are fewer offensive linemen that enter the portal. It's harder to get those guys in the portal. It just is, okay? Imagine how you would feel about LSU right now if you did not have Lance on this team. We've got to recruit the trenches better, Okay. LSU's recruiting is way better, and everyone's talking about how good it is. We're number six in uh, the on three uh, poll right now. We're top ten in two four seven. That's great, and we've got some offensive linemen that aren't the most blue chip guys in the world. In particular, I like Kari Lee out of Louisiana, but we, we we've got to recruit that position better. Okay. Now I think there are some opportunities for us to flip some of these guys. Uh, before then, I really like Weston Davis, who's at Texas A&M, a guy that we were, you know, going after. Th- those are the kind of guys that you need to go get. Okay, so this is a good rule of thumb moving forward. When an offensive lineman were to it let's just say any offensive lineman were to decommit from LSU, that's not a good thing unless, of course, it was one of those mutual parting away things. Okay, you have got. Got to get offensive linemen straight out of high school. It's hard to find these guys in the portal. The same thing is true with the defensive line. I think it is easier to get portal defensive linemen as recent history shows. We got Jordan Jefferson this year. We got Mikai Wingo the year before. It's it's a little bit easier. I do think there's more great defensive linemen in the portal. We got Sean Washington coming in. There's some other guys that we've offered recently, but those are the two positions that I do think. You you need to really build from the high school level. You really, 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 really do. So I you guys know I'd be straight up about if we lost any recruit. And my history has shown that I'm not just telling you that this isn't, you know, a big deal. I, I'm being real. The JoJo Stone situation, no big deal. It's not something you should worry about. Okay. Because the truth is, when a decommitment happens, that's when you know, my line starts to get blown up. That's when I get the DMs. That's when it's like, hey, is this a big deal or not? Number one, they're not current players. They're young. These are teenagers. This happens. But even then, if there is a player to lose at a position, it is wide receiver. And once again, I would keep an eye out on two names that are top 100 players. Draylon Miller, Terry Bussey. Now, I'm always straight up about my recruiting knowledge. I am not the day-to-day guru. OK, I, I'm not Chad Simmons. I'm not uh, any one of those guys. OK, uh, it's it just it's just not my thing. But those are the two guys to keep an eye out for. I do get some intel from time to time. Um, but yeah, just understand the wide receiver is just always going to solve itself. Now, I do want to show some love to one of the unsung heroes of this team. And that's Charles Turner. OK, Charles Turner, Outland Player of the Week. A center who played with a bum knee this past weekend. What a freaking player he is. What a freaking player. A three-star who, ironically, only really had one game where he played extensively before last year, and that was Missouri in 2020. So think about that. 2021, he was a backup, didn't really play. 2022, he was a backup, didn't really play. 2023, he waited his chance. And look at him now. One of the leaders of this team, undersized, not the biggest guy, not the strongest guy. He gets the mother effing job done. So shout out to Charles Sterner. I know uh, Danny Gro is a big part of the PHL Nation. She has been begging for good center play since the tra- uh, the, the Lloyd Cushionberry days. So really freaking excited about that. Okay, now if you want more on JoJo Stone, you can go sign up for Patreon. Everybody that signs up for Patreon, guess what? Tonight and only tonight, you not only get a Joe Burrow card in the mail, you also get a Malik Neighbors rookie card. And tonight, if we do hit 100 in Super Chats, I do have these brand-new LSU rookie cards, and we're going to give out a BTJ one tonight, okay? Brian Thomas Jr. card, if we get to a hundo in Super Chats, um, we will give this out. And tomorrow on Twitter, we're giving out a Mason Taylor rookie card, you got to follow me at power hour LSU. And there you go. Okay. Now. Hey, there's Danny girl. Huh? 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 Good to see you. Um, yeah. So once again, um, uh, yeah, I meant Jojo stone, but the Jojo Earl thing was a, was a play on words at the beginning. Don't mean to confuse anybody. Um, a lot of people are confused with that, but it is true. It's the same situation as Joe Joro. I really do think so because I do think we're going to get the next freaking Malik Neighbors. I, I really do feel it. I think it's coming. Okay, but I will change the title just to make sure we don't confuse anyone. Okay, uh, so there you go. Uh, Malik. Uh, neighbor's rookie card. Yeah, we're going to give it out. We're going to give one out tonight. Uh, if we get a patron sign-up, the next person that signed up for Patreon, you get a Joe Burrow card. Uh, I'll send you a Joe Burrow rookie, and I'll send you a elite neighbor's rookie if you sign-up today. Um, so there you go. And congrats to your Dynasty team, Luke. I could care less. Ha, ha, ha. Player X is a Ori Williams fan. There you go. Doug, I called you out earlier today, Doug. You're back. It's all good. Uh, You want to talk about Gabriel Reliford and Draylon Miller? Not going to talk too much about Reliford, uh tonight, okay? What's up, Larry? Good to have him back. But, yeah, my the situations were different, but it's still the same thing. That's why I started with that, all right? So, uh, Max says we need a great defensive line coach like Bo Davis. I will tell you this Bo Davis is great. He's obviously has heavy LSU ties. Uh, we have people that watch his channel that are very close to him, talk to him pretty often, actually. Not me, but people that are big supporters of this channel. Um, yeah, you know, Bo's a really good defensive line coach. I wouldn't take anything away from him, but I will say the, the recruiting had not stopped. I mean, Jimmy Lindsay's been recruiting. Um, I know that sounds bizarre. Well, if he can recruit, why is he not coaching? Uh, There's a lot of different uh, reasons as to why. Um, But at this point, he's he's still doing some recruiting. So uh, just keep that in mind, and hopefully he gets uh, back to full health. And I will say the South Carolina defensive line play has declined uh, since he has left. So uh, that might mean something. might just be noise, but I just wanted to point that out. Now. If you are watching this on Facebook, please share this on uh, whichever platform you're watching this. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, Twitter, that's great. Share it. Tell people to come along for the ride. I don't bite, But I guarantee you, I'm always going to give you the best LSU football content you can find. I'm going to give it my absolute best. It's very competitive out there. But we move along to the current team. Okay? Now, truth be told... I think this current team is special offensively. Duh. But let me just bring something up. And, you know, a few of you have sent me the Aaron Murray clip uh, from yesterday. And I tweeted underneath it. Uh, it got a few retweets and all of this. There is a tweet that I tweeted out before the season. Gained a little traction. Whatever the case may be. I'm not the best at Twitter.com or X.com. Whatever it may be. Um, Anytime anybody needs clout. Anybody that needs um, attention, anybody that needs clicks, they just do the following, okay? There, there's two things you can do on the internet to get clicks, two things, okay? If you have a nice peach emoji, shake your peach emoji in front of a camera, okay? And if you don't know what a peach emoji is, it's an ass. If you got that donk, if you got that apple bottom jink, if you got that Coke bottle frame, shake it on camera, you're going to get clicks. You might get something else as well. That's a different story for a different day. You can do that. But if you really want clicks, you just have to do the following blank versus 2019 LSU. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. 2023 Colorado versus 2019 LSU I heard that one earlier this season then hear Aaron Murray say 2023 Washington 2023 20, Washington versus 2019 LSU Washington What? 2023 Washington? There's plenty of better Washingtons you can compare 2019 LSU to. Compare the Marquise Sopo Washington versus 2019 LSU. Compare the Alexander Ovechkin Washington Capitals to 2019 LSU. Compare the West unselled Washington Bullets to the 2019 LSU. Compare the Joe Gibbs Washington to 2019 LSU. Not trying to get canceled tonight. Led by Doug Campbell. Ben Rouge stand up. Compare 1776 George Washington to 2019 LSU. With his wooden teeth. But don't compare the Washington Huskies. They beat Oregon at home. Come on, what? 2023 Washington? I'll say this. T-Bob defended his co-hosts on the Volume Network. And he defended him, as he should. I met Aaron Murray last year at SC Championship game. Took a selfie with him. He was a cool guy. I, I like Aaron Murray. And in fact, believe it or not, Aaron Murray was, out of all the national media, the one banging the drum for 2023 LSU. But Aaron, that's the team you should be comparing to 2019 LSU. It's 2023 LSU. That's who you should compare to 2019 LSU. Because outside of 2020 Bama's offense, and we all know the 2020 season is asterisk, there's not been an offense in the SEC as goes 2019 LSU. People are looking at the loss column and saying, well, LSU's got two losses. Washington's undefeated. Let's compare them to 2019 LSU. Let's, let's just do that. Let's just do that. But 2023, Washington? Washington? And I do like Michael Pinnocks. I do. One of my best friends, he's in the chat right now, Derek Richard, is a Michael Pinnocks collector. And I'm not going to do uh, the Desmond Howard thing. That that was a lot. That was a lot. There's a lot of pause right there. <laughs> huh? 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 Uh, I thought it was funny. I really did. But I'm just not going to do that here. Um, Michael Pinnocks is cool. He was freestyling on the sideline apparently. He he plays a very exciting brand of football. I will say there there was a cover-two hole shot he had versus Oregon last year on the road. That is one of the best clutch college throws I've ever seen. And for those that don't know what a hole shot is, think of the Garrett Nussmeyer throw to Malik Neighbors versus Georgia last year. The cover-two hole shot down the sideline. That's what he did versus Oregon, and it was an audacious throw with the game on the line. Michael Penix is fun. He's fun, but he's not Jaden Daniels. He's not Jaden Daniels. Come on. Come on. Jaden Daniels is one of one. We've not seen a Jaden Daniels since Lamar freaking Jackson. Now, he's not as good as Lamar. I'm not going to tell you that. And his supporting cast is a lot better than Lamar Jackson. But it's the closest thing since Lamar Jackson I've seen. And I'll tell you this, okay, before we move on to other things, and I understand. I'm Jaden Guy. I got a Jaden bobblehead in my background. I get it. I totally get it. Cause I know some Washington Huskies are like, hey, you're our purple and gold brethren. Don't hurt our feelings like this. Jake Locker might be watching this right now. Isaiah Thomas might be watching this right now. Markel Fultz might be watching this right now. There's some deep cuts for you. Um uh, and, and and not that Isaiah Thomas, the other one. Yeah, look, Washington, respectable program, but they've never done anything. Okay, stop it. Stop it. Chris Peterson, good. Okay. They made the playoff. That's something, especially on Washington. Okay. But the um the the truth here is Jaden has been better. And I do want to bring up one thing. One thing. OK, let's and I, I know this is going to come off as would have, could have, should have. I I understand. But I will say this. If Chris Hilton that caught that football versus Ole Miss on one of the best throws I've seen with the game on the line, and I heard someone call that a Hail Mary, that was not a Hail Mary. That was a freaking bullet that hit Chris Hilton in the hands on a rollout he catches that pass, this Heisen race isn't close. It's not even close. Okay? I understand. I'm not blaming Chris Hilton for us losing that game. I'm just saying if he catches that pass, it's bluegrass miracle than that. Okay? So, you know, the, the, the truth is Jaden is the best quarterback in college football. He's been the best. Um, he's broken more tackles than any other quarterback. I mean, we we're, were talking about him like he's a running back. I mean, he's... How many players in college football will you take in the open field with the football in his hands over Jaden Daniels at this point? He doesn't just run around people. He runs through people. He does it all, man. Okay? Once again, this might get shared on a Washington board. That's fine. That's okay. But it wasn't you that drug you into this. Okay, I could see some Washington fans being mad at Aaron Murray, saying, "Look, hey, we're one game at a time over here. We, we don't, we don't need. We didn't ask. This wasn't a Washington Husky blog that said this. I'm just saying, man. You you want to put the pressure of the Washington Huskies next to the greatest team of all time?" Rock you are showing some love. Nate Robinson. Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, Joseph, it was, a, that was a stretch. That was a stretch. Okay. Stretch. But one, one final thing about Washington. Okay. Uh, well, Lamar did in college. I mean, I shouldn't have done the Lamar thing, but he is the closest thing that we, we've had since then. And I actually watched from Lamar Jackson earlier today for a project I'm working on for Power Hour SCC. Uh, so, uh, yeah, College Lamar was just a movie, a freaking movie. So, um, there you go. Now, once again, if you're just not joining us, please hit the like button. Subscribe button, ring the bell Share this with your grandmama, mama Main chick, side chick Main dude, side dude Whatever your flavor may be Share it, okay? Don't forget, we get to a hundo tonight Giving out this BTJ rookie card If you prefer a Mason Taylor I'll send you a Mason Taylor, that's fine We Got a bunch of Mason fans on here Shout out to Joy Taylor Jason Taylor The whole crew Simper, thank you for the super chat, man. Appreciate you, dog. So Simper's getting himself a Malik Neighbors rookie card in the mail. Congratulations, Sim. That is that. That's you, man. That's good. So once again, if you sign up for Patreon tonight, I'm sending you a Malik and a Joe card in the mail. Okay. J5 let's go. Now, I will also say this, as someone uh somebody who knows more about dual-threat quarterbacks than I do is RG3, and RG3 was also the one versus Missouri who compared Jaden to Lamar. Just telling you. I mean, the stats kind of back it up and the film kind of backs it up. It does. I still think Lamar's be- college Lamar is still better than college Jaden, But if Jaden keeps this up for the rest of the season, watch out. Now, uh, let's talk a little bit about Army, okay? Um, tomorrow on Patreon, you're going to get my full Army breakdown. I went all in on this scouting report like I did for Auburn, Ole Miss, and all of them. So, patrons, you're going to love it, okay? Um, so, Army... It's kind of a weird evaluation, right? Because this is a team that is um th- this is a team that has changed systems. One thing that we have noticed around college football is the teams that drastically have changed their systems have stunk. And it makes sense, right? The offensive line you recruit for a triple option is going to be different than the offensive line you recruit for. More of a spread based attack, right? So, one team that struggled with this is Mississippi State. They tried to change their offensive identity. They hired a play caller who is not qualified to be an SEC play caller, and they've sucked. Okay. Um, we've seen this at Arkansas. They changed their system and went from uh, more fast paced RPO kind of stuff to More progression, traditional pro style kind of stuff. They still it's not as drastic as a Mississippi State transition, but both offensive lines are stunk. Okay. The same thing is true with the army. They they decided they, they said, look, they don't let you cut black like they used to. So we're gonna we're gonna switch up our system. Okay. I watched a decent amount of army tape today. Okay. Uh, Obviously, especially if you play the lesser-known teams, you pay attention more to the jersey numbers, right? So number 13 is their quarterback. Number seven is also a quarterback who plays some. Number eight is their top running back, and they've got some decent offensive pieces. Defensively, they're a little undersized in the trenches. But one thing that's kind of strange for them is they played two home games in a row recently, and they both were in pouring rain. So the conditions weren't great. It is always hard to evaluate a team that plays a game in rough conditions, especially if it's two games in a row in wet, rainy conditions. So they lost 19-0 to Troy last week, and they lost in the last few seconds to Boston College in rough weather. So those games are always can always get wacky. The weather in Tiger Stadium looks to be pretty good for Saturday, knock on wood. Um, but the truth here is Brian Kelly has hammered teams historically that are not Power 5 teams. This is one area where he's been really good. And at LSU, we have not had a game where we have played a non-Power 5 team where there had been even a glimmer of hope for the other team. Okay? Every single one of them have been blown outs. Every single one of them. Okay? Especially if you throw Purdue in that mix. Okay? So, the the truth here is there's not a whole lot I'm worried about versus Army this weekend. I will tell you this, though. I will tell you this. I am... One of these guys that would like to see Garrett Nussmeyer a little bit earlier in this game. I think it's pretty clear that Jane's about to light them up. I, I think that's pretty clear. I, I want to see Garrett a little bit earlier. Part of me had lost some sleep on that final Auburn drive where Jaden got his knee taken out on like one of those split zone plays, and I was like, oh god, oh god. But Jaden's the toughest son of a gun you're going to see. So uh, I hope we get to see a lot of Gary Nussmeier get Jaden rested up for the big one versus Alabama. Also, Makai Wingo and um, Emory Jones, I think, will not suit up on, on Saturday. Chris Hilton, I, I'm pretty interested to see. Uh, I kind of want him to get a, a game under his belt. I do think LSU would like to have him be involved in the Alabama game. But, you know, there's also a piece of me that thinks I like the wide receiver rotation being very tight, okay? And it's pretty clear that Jaden has the players he likes to throw the football to. Um, I do not think it is a coincidence that Jaden is having one of the best years he's ever had throwing the football with the wide receiver rotation rotation being as tight as it is, okay? Um, also something else that I, I, I want to bring up about Jaden Daniels. As time has moved on, okay, what he did at Arizona State starting to look more impressive, okay? They're, they're not a good football program. Kenny Dillingham, he's only in year one. And he had to clean up a mess. But when he, when he was at Arizona State, he had all this talent. He had all this talent. And all these guys have turned out to be really good. Johnny Wilson was there. Ricky Pearson was there. Um, Jaden Daniels was there. Rashad White was there. Uh, Fred Darby, Brandon Ayuk, in the early years uh, of Jaden there, and eventually Herm Edwards took over and couldn't win. Okay. I'm telling you, like, the more I've looked into that situation, the more I've watched, you know, older Arizona State clips and all that stuff, I'm like, I, I don't know if anybody could have succeeded. I mean, there was just penalty after penalty, you know, they'll get a drive going, then it's third and 20, you know, and and now you see Jaden with continuity in the off, long, offensive line, continuity at wide receiver, continuity at the play caller position, quarterback coach, tight end coach, offensive line coach, head coach. I I will say this a gazillion times over. Your situation matters so freaking much at quarterback. It matters so freaking much. Okay? I don't care who you are. We're seeing this now with Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant, who wasn't good at Iowa State, has been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Why? Situation. It matters. It matters. And guess what? His situation got better. You're telling me I get all of that back, get my tight end back, and then I get Logan Diggs. And 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 then I get I, I get I get Logan Diggs who who's played for this head coach before. I get Caleb Jackson, Athletic Marvel. I understand this year five, age matters at the quarterback position in college. That's probably one of the biggest reasons why. But Continuity matters. Okay. Expect to see a lot of Caleb. Expect to see a lot of Noah Kane. Yeah, it's true, Danny. But I will also say this: Jaden's numbers are so uh, freaking good at this point that I, I like if if he like let's say like he doesn't have a bad power five game left. His numbers are still going to be so freaking good. Okay. Now Michael Penix's numbers are still going to be really good. He's got great receivers still. He does. And he's dual threat and he's talented, all that good stuff. Great story. But Jane's numbers are still going to be great. And if we light him up at half by halftime, who cares? Okay. Now. Caleb is the worst Heisman ever. Ooh, I'm not going to. That's kind of strong right there. Troy Smith is is one that comes to mind. Uh, for you LSU fans, Jason White. Everybody welcome Jimmy Cash to the channel. Logan Diggs, yeah, no, Logan's up there. I, I'm not sure if he's first team All icc at this point. Uh, I think Ray Davis of Kentucky's one of them, and then I think Logan could be the other. It's it's going to be tough though. Uh, yeah, do it. I, I guarantee you, Simper, do it. Tell him, Cliff, you got to pay for uh, premium. Get it, CK. Get it. Now, good, okay, so you got your package, yes. I'm so happy. What all did I send you? I sent you some bands and uh, some other stuff. Thank goodness. Um, that, would, that would have really hurt my feelings. <laughs> huh, 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 huh. Huh? Uh, god, that would that would have really, really, really hurt my feelings if they didn't find it. Okay, Terrence, good to see you. So, once again, I send stuff. Uh, what do you, you got? Uh, I think I just got a DM from you, uh, day day. Oh, god, thank god. Gino's the worst heiser ever. You can't say Gino Toretta who wore number 20. Is worst heisman ever? Yeah, that's that's it's BS. Now, next thing. Um, you know, we, we've talked about army, we talked about all of that. What I need you to do is really think down deep. Think think in the deepest of your soul right now, and really ask yourself this question: Do you believe this LSU defense is getting better? Okay. I want you to give your honest opinion to that question right now. Do you feel this LSU defense is getting better? Okay. Take a look at the uh, poll question. A lot of you think Draylon Miller is going to flip to LSU. It's. New post question is up. Yeah, I don't. Don't give me too hard to tell. I want you to answer that from the, the the bottom of your soul. Do you believe this LSU defense is getting better? So. First thing, you you take a look at Army's offense. Yes, they were blanked last week versus Troy. Once again, the weather wasn't great. The the weather was not great. Anytime it rains, you just got to throw that out. Okay? Um, I I I will tell you this. They did have some explosive plays earlier this year versus UTSA, and that game was played in a dome. So it was – um it was a good setting. It was a good setting. Okay. Um the the truth though is this should be a dominant defensive performance. Okay, this is a team that is is still getting used to their new system. They didn't really have any skill guys that stood out to me. Now, one minor little detail about Army is they do have a good field goal kicker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's, that shouldn't matter. So, uh, there you go. We go to our first Super Chat, though. What's up, Lonnie? There you go. Look at that. Shout out to the Omega Sci-Fis that are fans of PHL. It's actually quite a few of you. And all the Omega Sci Fis that are uh, with LSU football. That includes Makai Wingo, Ali Gay from the year before. Uh, I know one of the offensive linemen is, I don't want to, uh, I don't remember exactly which one. So lots of Omega Sci Fis at uh, at LSU, Raheem Lim. So really cool stuff. And uh, you say you, you, you would love my shirt. Well, guess what? This is your opportunity. Lonnie, everybody welcome Lonnie to the channel. Go to powerhourlsu.com slash shop. And Lonnie, if you get four shirts, I'll send you a Joe Burrow card in the mail. There you go. Now, I wish I had those traps. And then, you know, you got you got those those Devin Whites, those taquio Spikes y'all welcome Lonnie to the channel our first super chatter so Lonnie any topic you want to talk about you go right on ahead Jared thank you so much I appreciate it who is a quarterback that wore number 20 at 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 Miami uh I know there was one no oh no that was Bernie Kosar I think I think so That's true, TLV. I can't. Let's go to Johnny5. The only negative about the defense is the secondary. Uh... Somewhat true, some somewhat not true. Okay. I will say that the secondary has been the worst unit. I would. Okay. I would. Now, I will also say this though. Okay, about, about the secondary. Is it all works together? Our linebacker play had been a mess before the Auburn game. I will say that they did make Omar Spates available to the media today, and he did clear some things up about his hip flexor, all the pain he's been under. Maybe that's something. But – and and he, he did look amazing. He was really freaking good versus Auburn. Um, and Greg Penn was also really good versus Auburn. Is it just a competition? Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Okay. Um, so – Yeah, I think for me, Johnny Five, we are lacking when it comes to pass rush. I think that's been pretty clear. Now, what I will say is Matt House did a good job getting a little bit more creative with our pass rush um, assignments, right? One thing that really helped us out was putting Ovia Gufu straight head up over the center. Okay, He was awesome playing that role. We did some of that last year with BJ, more so as a three-tank than a straight-up zero. But Ovi really had a good game this past weekend. Um, We need more of that from him. Alabama's coming up. He tore Alabama up last year versus Texas. So hopefully that is a sign of things to come. The next thing is... Our second team defensive line played a lot better. So we did a better job creating pressure, creating havoc, um, getting in the pass rush lanes, or getting in the passing lanes, excuse me. Our pass rush lane integrity wasn't great, though. Army's quarterback can run. Jalen Milroe can run, run. He might be the second best runner behind Jaden in all of college football. He is electric. He's also an excellent deep ball thrower, and he has gotten better as a processor. So, uh, this game, I hope we don't get to see Army's run uh, quarterback run for huge gains. So, we, we've got we've got to do better, Johnny. Generating pressure, we've done a lot better getting Mason involved in the pass rush with twists and stunts and simulated pressures. That's helped get him going. Now that those stunts are being run better and run run with more effectiveness, we need to start seeing these linemen beat more blocks straight head up. Okay? A big reason why Arkansas was able to come back versus Alabama, uh, we touched on this briefly yesterday, was Landon Jackson, yeah, LSU Landon Jackson whipped Alabama's offensive tackles, whipped him. You, you you would have thought he was Von Miller. I swear, he he looked ridonkulous. Okay, and he's a good player. He's a good player. He'd play a lot for us. So we've got to get better in those aspects, Johnny. Our defense, to, to, to answer my own poll question here, the defense is getting better because Harold Perkins has gotten better. He has gotten more comfortable doing what he does best, which is being Harold Perkins. He's himself. He's playing with joy. You can see it. Harold's got that iconic smile, million-dollar smile. He's also got a grill. He is infreaking credible when he's at his best. And ironically, at the end, Mason Smith was going to get a sack. Harold lost contain. It was fourth down. Harold was able to still catch Peyton Thorne and get him out of bounds before the first down. When he is hitting and playing at the level we've seen him play for two straight weeks, okay, he's as good as anybody. And you guys know this. So... Now that he's getting better, that makes everyone else better. Everyone kind of knows everybody's role now, which is good. Okay? So, um, Mac, here's the thing, and this is why it's important to watch the games. This has not been true the last couple of weeks. His coverage has been very good these last couple of weeks. And I'm not just talking about the interception. He's he's just been more effective and more comfortable in space. So the Harold that we saw versus Florida State, the Herald that we saw a time struggle in the Arkansas game. Forget about it. He's getting better. Now, I'm not gonna tell you he's Fred Warner. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you he's uh Corey Webster out there on the edge, but he's 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 getting better in coverage, yes. So, um, it's not what he's known for. It's not you know what what he, what he's best at. Jared Super Chat, he wants to talk some Pete Jenkins. Yeah, give I mean hell, he's eighty two. Give him credit for being out there. My body's hurting at at my age. So, so Rich, Rich are also on the down in the. The Facebook groups for us. That's good, man. So I'm proud. Proud, man. i got some alpha phi alphas in here. Okay. What's up, Joseph? Good to see you. That's good, man. The Greek life showing up here tonight. Gotta love it. Now, um, Talked about the defense. Now let's get into special teams. Don't forget, tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Central, we'll be live with another fun live stream. But we're not even close to being done tonight. I'm not done with any of you. Let's get to it. Let's go. I don't care where you are right now. Just give it to me right now. Give me your best let's go. Just from the bottom of your soul. Let's go. Now, LSU special teams has been amazing. Ramos has been amazing. Absolutely amazing, which is good. Very good. You think of some of the games that we've won in Alabama? We have had some big field goal kicks made in Alabama. 2019, Cole David. I say Cole David. Huh? 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 Cole Tracy huge kicks 2011 huge kicks now who remembers who the kicker was in 2011 he wore number 30 who can who could tell me who the kicker was in 2011 then in 2007 it was Colt David who had some big kicks against Alabama. Big, big, big kicks. So LSU special teams has been uh, really good. There you go. Holden got it. Drew Alamo. Had some real good kickers, man. Now, Alabama's not had great kickers. Now, this year, Alabama's got a great kicker in Will Ranker. We got a great one too in Ramos. Damian Ramos. Okay. So, special teams really good. Uh, they deserve their credit. Brad Wing was the punter, not the kicker. Hmm. Let's see. Ramos has been really good. He's been really, really, really good. Now, I want to I talk a little bit more. Uh, about how I feel about LSU moving forward as a team. They're obviously very sound. We do want to start limiting some of these penalties. Um, you know, one thing that's it's been a bit of an issue have been some untimely false starts. Um, you know, a lot of these false start issues have happened on the road, but. You know it's it's important to clean some of this up because we're gonna need every last opportunity before the Alabama game. So, you know, one thing is I'd I'd work quite a bit with Lance this week if he has to be the guy. Uh, Obviously, he will probably start versus Army. Um, Work on snap count, cadence, staying calm, especially in the red zone, and build on losing those false start penalties, okay? Uh, Will came had a funny quote earlier that he didn't know he couldn't block guys out of bounds because uh, he did that a lot in high school, which he did. So you um, you you obviously get in a spot where LSU – is in a spot where a penalty can cost you a big game. We, we've had some big penalties uh, versus Alabama that have been huge. Fadal Alexander, one of those penalties versus Alabama at home, was massive. So... Max says he wants to see Aaron Anderson return punts versus Army. I will say uh, that might not be a bad thing. We, we've still not fielded punts well. Now, we've not dropped one. And in a scenario where your offense is just amazing, you don't need an elite return game, right? Like, you know, Stingley was our punt returner. Um in 2019, and he really didn't have a big punt return game uh, when he was a punt returner at all. So it's, it's one of those things where when you have such an elite offense, the most important thing is not losing the ball. But we do still need to field the punts. We do. Oh, we do. Let Lance Hurtt return the punt. Let's do it. He's caught a touchdown before, not at LSU. Sam, I am. What's good, man? Um, I I I now want to get into the rest of the SEC. Okay, Alabama's got kind of a big game this weekend. All right, kind of a big game. So. Is it a little bit of an advantage? LSU gets this extra week before the Alabama game? Well, we still have to play an opponent. I don't think it really is. But you do get an extra week to really scout Alabama. You really, really, really do. Okay? Okay. Um and honestly, this Alabama schedule the rest of the way is somewhat tricky, right? You get this Tennessee game, you get a bye week and then you get LSU. Kentucky could get a little weird, but this is it. Even if Alabama were to lose to Tennessee, we would need, to beat them to still get into the SEC championship game, okay? There's no other way around it. LSU is also in a scenario where they need Ole Miss to lose again, okay? Now, Hal does bring up a rather hilarious moment last year when I did a video on my SEC channel talking about the Tennessee-Alabama game. Uh I did the most viral college football video I've ever done to where Tennessee fans started a grand conspiracy that I was an Alabama fan, despite there being a massive Joe Burrow painting in my background. And pretty much a ton of LSU stuff in my background. Top five moment for me. It was absolutely hilarious, especially in the video. When I said I was an LSU fan, but they still believed the Tennessee volunteer fan base. I still believe. Still believe that that ending is to that game is should be filled with asterisks. B. Weinman says, I fully believe we are a better team than Ole Miss. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing, Jared. There was no one last year, no one in college football media that beat the Tennessee drum more than I did before last season. No one. No one. You, you can look hard, long and hard. No one. I loved Hooker. I loved Cedric Tillman. I loved Jalen. I loved that team. Smashed their over one total. Picked them to win the East. We got Tennessee fans that watch this channel. Shout out Cassie. Shout out uh, Jay. Shout out... All of you, but that's not here nor there. I do. I I think Ole Miss Bruce does lose a game, and I think they can lose two. Okay. I will tell you this the Mississippi State game is going to be tough. It's going to be really, really, really tough. Now, we got a Danny. Chances of an LSU versus Missouri SEC championship game, a rematch? Obviously, very little. But if there is a team that can that feels like they should have been Georgia last year was Missouri. They were the closest uh, outside of Ohio state to actually doing so last year. So the truth here is, um, is yeah, I would put that, I would put those chances at about 0.001%, but I'd love to see it. Uh I'd much rather play them than Georgia in the SEC championship game. So there you go. Now, coming up after this, um, one LSU stat that will blow your mind about Jaden Daniels, okay? I shared it yesterday, but if you missed it, I'll share it again, and it's one that's kind of bizarre, but first. PHL Nation, oh yeah, baby, you know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management Commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know, this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225 924 4990, baby. Let's go. There you go. TJ Reed and Louisiana Controls. Thank you, TJ, for your support. So, um, the Jaden Daniels hype cycle would be way bigger now if fantasy football were a thing. Okay, I know that sounds crazy, but so far this season, there are two college quarterbacks that have scored two hundred fantasy points. Two, two. Those two are Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels. Now. Some teams haven't played as many games as Jaden Daniels. I get that. But here's another stat for you. All right. Caleb Williams has 212 fantasy points. Jaden Daniels has 249 fantasy points. Okay. So some of you don't know how fantasy scoring works. Okay. Brushing matters way more from the quarterback position in fantasy. It just does. It's just how it works. That's how the scoring works. So that's part of it. But to have 249 fantasy points is absurd through this many games. Okay? That is crazy. Absolutely crazy. So, if college fantasy was an actual thing, the way fantasy fantasy actually is, could you imagine what the Jaden hype cycle would be right now? You'd have minimum ten to 15,000 more Jaden Daniels superstars who are super fans. And whether or not you like it. If you're a fantasy player and there's a guy that wins you your league. You you tend to like that player. You know how many Jamar Chase fans are out there? Because he won everybody their fantasy leagues a few years ago, his rookie season. Jayden, no doubt, played the tougher schedule. Well, fantasy wasn't real. Then how come, what, 10, 15, 20 million people play fantasy football? Millions of leagues, millions of dollars. It's very real. Joshua says it's make-believe, but he was one saying, hey, put me in the PHL fantasy league right now. Uh, in what ways does it ruin the game? It's not changed anything about football, how it's played or anything. I mean, you did Forbes. You're like, hey, make sure I'm in in, 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 in the fantasy league. And I think you ought to draft the whole time. Uh, we need a lot of teams to lose bad or two games. Too many undefeated one-loss teams out there. We need a miracle to make it to the playoffs. Okay, that is true. I will tell you one thing that is really hurting LSU and their chance to go to the playoff, okay, is Florida State. Florida State is really hurting LSU's chances to go to the playoff for this reason. With the way some ACC teams are trending, okay, there could be... A world where Florida State does not have a ranked victory this year, um, outside of, um, outside of us. Now, I'm not here telling you that they have played a soft schedule, but. The truth is, a lot of the teams that they play, Clemson's not as good as they once were. Uh, Dabo said, said some really bizarre things today. Um, so let's just say LSU didn't play Florida They just played somebody else. And... Florida State played somebody else if Florida State had won out an ACC schedule with no ranked victories and we only had a one loss versus Ole Miss we'd probably get in as a one loss SEC championship team but that's not how it is okay Oklahoma controls their destiny If they go undefeated, they're getting in. Now, should Oklahoma be penalized for taking Georgia out of their schedule? So before the season, Oklahoma was supposed to play Georgia on their schedule. They whined and moaned about it, and they were able to get out of it. More teams are going to do that if Oklahoma wins out. So... You want Oklahoma to lose. You want teams to penalize when they, you know, bitch out of of games that they signed to play. Okay? Um, But if Oklahoma wins out, they get in. So you got Oklahoma, you got Florida State, Michigan, Ohio State. If they win out, they get in. And if Washington wins out and goes undefeated, they're probably getting in. Okay? So does a two-loss LSU team who's already lost to one of the teams that would be in the playoff still get in over all those other four teams? Okay? You tell me. You tell me. I'm not crying. You you just didn't you didn't show up for the draft. You auto pick. So you're saying fantasy football? All the money that is in fantasy football, not 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 sports gambling. You're saying all the money in fantasy football. Is affecting the current game. I'm curious. I, I'm all I'm all for conspiracies. Okay, NFL or college. I will tell you this. Okay, as someone who does an NFL show every week, I love the NFL. I do now. I'm not able to watch it like I used to because of the film study I cut on Sunday. But it, it, I still watch all the games uh, on YouTube. All the highlight cuts. Um. But I am curious, if you guys think the NFL's fixed, it's later in the stream. I'll listen to any theory if you think the games are rigged. I did a refereeing video on the SEC channel. It's always my most viewed video because the conspiracists come out and think everything's rigged. My SEC refereeing video is just to point out that the SEC referees are bad. But if you think they're rigged, there are some weird things, okay? Um, There's some people I respect on Twitter who I don't think are this c- conspiracy people that do point out that Kansas City gets a lot of good calls to go their way. I'm, I'm just pointing that out. The Patriots have had their fair share. Um, I'm all I'm all down to listen to any kind of conspiracy. Open channel. I'm not affiliated with anyone. Hopefully that changes soon. Any national company that wants to come partner, let's do it. Okay, you, 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 you tell me if you think there's conspiracies, uh, if games are rigged, because I, I, let's, I look at the comments. You guys believe it? Chan says I can't pull for OU, and he's got skin in the game. Everybody, welcome Corey. Welcome Corey. Good to see you, man. Where are you watching from, Corey? Let's hear it. Pegasus says the CFP rankings is when he starts worrying about the path to the playoff. <laughs> Sively, this is a crazy comment. Fantasy pays. That that, that comment, when, th- that was a lot. Ha, 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 ha. So Forbes says, who runs the companies that who owns the companies that run the fantasy leagues? You don't think that they are tied to Vegas? Okay. So my 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 thing is, what does that have to do with the NFL fixing games? I, I'm, I'm serious. Okay. What is Vegas's ties to the NFL or college? Anything I want to point out? There are some weird things I've seen at the end of games, some weird things, okay, um, that makes you go, hmm. But you tell me. CFP is four teams. There will never be an 18 playoff. You will get 12 teams next season. Okay. Now, pressure, what's good? I, 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 w- I will say this, all right? I am an LSU fan. As an LSU fan, a 12-team playoff benefits us in a lot of ways, okay? We are a program that doesn't bitch out when it comes to playing tough out-of-conference games. A 12-team playoff benefits us, okay? Okay? We also play in the SEC, where we might trip up. Okay? 12-team playoff benefits us. Okay? We travel well to playoff games. A 12-team playoff benefits us. With that said, even though if we were to continue to play at the level that we're playing, Even if we were to lose versus Alabama, there would still be a path forward for three loss us to get into a 12-team playoff. I am glad we don't have a 12-team playoff this season. And I dread the 12-team playoff next year, even though it benefits my team. So you can disagree with things that benefit your team. I think it does benefit us. It does benefit the elite teams, a 12 team playoff. So I I I like that it's four. I do. It's a good question, Corey. So how could a team with three losses make the playoffs next year? It's really it would be really hard. It would be really hard, okay? But for LSU, it would be doable. They would have to scrape in. They would definitely be number 12, okay? Um, And they would need a lot of help. They would need a lot of other teams to lose. So with three losses, it would be very difficult to get in. Very difficult. Okay? Okay. But doable. Very doable. And this is true. Okay. This is very true. Here's a good point by John. I'm telling you all, you you do not want the 12 team playoff. I'm I'm I I'm okay with it. It's a lot better than 16. I'm not gonna get into why I think they didn't go to 16. Um, but I, I do have a really good theory as to why they didn't go to sixteen. But even though sixteen would make them way more money. The 12-team format, I'm okay with. It's not the end of the world. It's not the worst thing in the world. I love four. I do. Okay. Let's go to TJ here at the Super Chat. What do you think about LSU being a 30-point favorite? Seems low since we just beat Auburn by 30. guess that shows what Vegas thinks of our defense in garbage time yeah it's 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 a good point so one thing to keep in mind tj is it it is tough to blow teams out it just is um this line opened at 28 so uh on the on the monday live stream i guess the opening line i not seen it yet and I, I guess 27 so i was on the low end and now it's up to, to 30 okay um I, th- I think that's fair i do like i mean Auburn's offense had been so bad up to that point. So, yeah, I I think, I think 30 is fair. Obviously I think LSU is going to blow the brakes off army. So I do like LSU to cover that, but, you know, Vegas could also take into consideration that LSU is really trying to hide the playbook on Saturday, which makes sense. Right. Um, So, yeah, um, I think think that's about right. I think that's about right. 30 is a lot of points, too. Like, when you really think about it, 30 is a five-possession victory. Five possessions, because you're never going to go for two, you know, if you're up by that much, right? So, you got to think in a shortened game. Army's probably going to, even though they don't run the same triple option, they're probably going to run the football a little bit more. And you do have to factor some of the things that Auburn did this past weekend, right? Now, they didn't just commit a gazillion penalties and committed a ton of turnovers, but they did botch snaps in the very first drives of the game. Uh, they dropped some very catchable balls some 50 50 balls ever there so yeah i, I think I, I think 30s pretty fair i do okay and then there's also you know a good point right here by rick <sighs> brian kelly has a lot of respect for the service academies Every coach does, but I do think there is like a piece of him that doesn't want to blow this team out. Right. You know, they just don't. Now, I will say this. I did see a tweet earlier today. About, you know, being respectful to the Army fans and the Army players. Um, Don't. Do the tiger bait? Don't do the sttdb. I could not disagree more. I could not disagree more. Part of what makes playing a road game at LSU memorable is all of that, right? They they, it's, they never they never get to play in these kind of atmospheres, and never will they probably again. I think it's even better to go harder because. Right? You know it's hard to get up. There's not going to be as many people that are going to want to, you know, get a go Tigers chant. They're still tired from the late Auburn game the week before. So I, 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 th- I think you 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 give them the whole the the full Monty, right? Like, it's a little bit different. I mean, I, I'm not a service member, but. When I went to all these other road stadiums, I know Jared goes to a lot of road games. He only goes to road games. Jared's been to every road game this year. Jared likes the chance. You like that. That's that's part of the thrill of being on the road. I I, I love it. So yeah, be respectful of, of their service and all of that. Um, don't don't disregard that. But they probably they probably want to see all that, like, you know, when I went to Auburn, I wanted to see all of it. I wanted to see the eagle. I wanted to see uh, the 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 fights. I wanted to see all of it. Oh, it Forbes! Forbes thinks everything's rigged, and he wants a sixteen team playoff. <laughs> Precious said, "Run it up, put sixty on them." I will also say this, though. So, um, I think the most respectful thing you can do to an opponent is is run the score up on them. Because if you start taking it easy on me, that that's them admitting, "Hey, you can't handle this." Hell no, you you if, if, the, if keep it going, Urban Meyer that thing run it up, run it up, run the mother effer up, run that up. I'll also say this: some coaches believe that you should run it up for playoff points. And if you're LSU sitting with two losses, you want every single win to look 59 to 0, 69 to 0, 48 to 18 good. Okay? Um, this was something I wrote about a lot in the offseason on the Patreon. One thing that does help your playoff ranking, it's not as important as your wins and losses and all that stuff. But game control matters, okay? Game control matters. So what does that mean exactly? Well, it's a stat that measures how you control a game, how much you dominate a team. So LSU has two Power 5 games where the game control is pretty high, okay? Okay. Now they've not blown out every team. They they they've won two close ones versus power five teams, and they themselves have been blown out. Okay. Um so yeah, I mean you, you do want to beat them comfortably. So the next thing I would bring up about like the playoff and all of that is I really hope we get to see Jaden Daniels in that setting. I do now next thing. I do want to chat about this briefly. I know we're in the middle of football season. Okay. Okay. But we are getting ready to witness the most hyped LSU sports team of all time, and that is Angel Reese and the LSU women's basketball team. There will never be an LSU team under more pressure to win a national championship than LSU. There are, There is not a team that people want to see fail more than LSU. It happens when you dominate not only a sport, but transcend into pop culture. Okay? I'll tell you this. LSU winning the national championship was different, right? It was different than the dominant Don Staley teams. It was different than... The Genos and the the Pat Summits and all those teams, it was different. Tara Vanderveer at Stanford, this crossed over into pop culture. And there was a lot of different things as to why that happened. Okay, And we've gone down the litany of why those things happen. Some of it was playing Caitlin Clark. Some of it was the game being on ABC instead of ESPN. Some of it was... (laughs) Uh, just how the game went, uh, and the controversy that followed it. Some of it is Cardi B. Some of it is NIL. Some of it is all of this. Um, obviously we're going to talk about the team a lot. Okay. I know we're football only, uh, we're not football only, but we're football mostly channel. Okay. Um, You know, most of my merch is LSU football on it. But I love greatness. This team is under more pressure than any LSU team I've ever seen. Ever. And the target is going to be on their back. Big news today. Shaquille O'Neal did hire Angel Reese as his first client for Reebok basketball under his tutelage, right? So she got a nice bag today. It is interesting that, you know, the two most hyped players going into the season, one is with Reebok, the other is with Adidas, Haley Van Lith, and obviously the team is Nike. So there's a lot of different things going on. All right. That's a lot of different things. Okay. The only thing that disappointed me going into this year is we didn't play Iowa in the non-conference. I think that should have been done. Now, whose job is that? I have no clue. I I offered up a few ideas. I said, hey, LSU, Iowa, play it in the United Center in Chicago. There's a lot of different reasons why I picked that venue. Sell the bitch out. Okay. Now, pressure does make a correction. Allen Iverson. Not AI, like the the robot stuff. Huh? 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 So, you know what's funny? I'm just not learning. I didn't know Allen Iverson was also in that. I thought it was just Shaq. Because earlier, I tweeted out... I I actually tagged Allen Iverson in a tweet that uh, they need to bring the answers back. Those are my favorite basketball shoes of all time. Okay? but guy I wish we would have scheduled Iowa. Hell, I wouldn't have minded going there to play them in their football stadium. I would have loved to to have seen it again. Also, there's only one basketball and a lot of mouths to feed. So it's going to be interesting, right? And Moro was the star of DePaul. Paul. Evan lit was the star at Louisville, and obviously Angel Reese is the star here. They do have some some good role players, obviously Flajay and and Kateri like Poole. They don't the, they don't need the ball to dominate at their position. Um, and then of course from Kayla Williams. So really excited about this. Obviously, I'm biased towards Michaela Williams because, you know, she's been on this channel before. Uh, re- really freaking excited! Really freaking excited to see them play. Just wanted to point that out. We are moving one step closer. We got Lil Wayne performing at the PMAC. Uh, so there you go, Jared. That is true. That that is true. Um. But yeah, you know Angel Reese is is a beautiful star, and she's just a star. I mean, some people have it right, like like Harold Perkins. When you look at Harold Perkins, the way he carries himself, the way that he moves, the grill, the smile—he's just a star. Some people are stars. They look like stars. They they act like stars. They are stars. Um, him and Angel Reese were literally five-star recruits. Um, Angel's just got that, right? She's got it. Whatever it is, she's got it. And, you know, so why like Cardi B put her in the music video. Kateri Poole, Beast big reason why Angel Reese is here. So really excited to see this team. Really, really, really excited. Now, here's what we're going to do. In the next five to ten minutes, I'm going to answer as many questions as we possibly can. But if you super chat, if you super chat, okay, I'll answer as many questions as I possibly can. Okay, if not, I'll be chilling in the Discord. So far, top superchatters of the night: Lonnie, Jared, and TJ. I really appreciate you guys, and a big shout out to Simper for jumping back in the PHL Patreon. Awesome man! All right. I, I I do have an NFL take. I want to get off my chest here. Okay. So. um, Wait, I got it. I got a lasagna in the oven. I love lasagna. Uh, and a funny story about lasagna. And now I'll we'll get to this NFL take. Haley is an excellent cook. She, for some reason, just cannot cook a lasagna. It, it's, it's, I, I don't, I don't know. I, she's tried. She's tried like three or four times. She can't get the noodles right. Uh, it's always something with the lasagna. And that is one of my favorite things to eat. I'm a chunky guy. I like lasagna. If you're chunky, you just like lasagna. Okay. Uh I, I, I will say this it hurts her soul she 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 just she's tried I'm like just don't do it I don't need it uh I'm I'm chunky enough now I'll bring this up one final time okay Todd uh when this ends you can listen to the beginning I'll tell you everything I know about jojo Stone Was he or was he not processed? I cannot definitively say yes or no. What I will tell you is it's not a big loss. It's not a big loss. Okay? Now, one NFL take I'll tell you is Joe Burrow's not playing well. Um, you know, T. Higgins hadn't been as good this year. That could be part of it. Obviously, the Bengals just can't put together an offensive line to save their life. But Joe, Joe just has not played well. Some of it could just be the calf. The Arizona game was obviously lights out. Uh, the Bengals have won some ugly games this year. They have a really good defense, okay? But for the life of me, now, I will say, individually, he has played better than Joe Burrow. But for the life of me, I I never understood the Justin Herbert stuff. I've never understood it. Never in my life have I understood this. And wins are not a QB stat. I'll tell you this. Wins are not a QB stat. I do think it is a part of it. He just doesn't win enough, okay. And I understand he's he doesn't play defense or whatever. But I watch that Cowboys game, and I'm wondering how many more throws is this guy going to miss? How many more throws? Yeah, Keenan Allen wide open for the win. I understand he's a cyborg. I understand he is a top ten quarterback in the NFL. It's definitely a top ten talent. But I always get into it with these. Um, these analytic people, some of the film people, they'll, they'll tell you, well, Justin Herbert, he's he's got he's got better numbers than Joe Burrow, and he's he's got a better arm and whatever. But I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of people telling me somebody is elite. And the funny thing was, I saw 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 Justin Herbert in Vegas a few years ago. He's a nice guy. He's not a licking me kind of guy. He doesn't ask for any of these kind of debates. But at this point, I think it's lunacy to put him ahead of Joe Burrow. Lunacy. Okay. <sighs> well, bussy flip. Yeah, he'll flip Calgary. I've already listed them, Pegasus, but apparently you're uh, you're too worried about your damn lasagna. And Pegasus, if you're a patron, you would already know these names, but you're not. I was late getting in, but I was happy to see Cecil at the game and receive a warm welcome by Brian Kelly and Frank Wilson. That was pretty cool. I've not been able to see Jacques' documentary on Cecil Collins, but I got to check it out. heard it's pretty good. Now, PJ says, if Herbert went to LSU, you would love him. Okay. Now, this happens all the time. Well, if so-and-so went to LSU, your opinion would be different. Well, duh. I would like him personally more. But my evaluations are independent of the actual player's affiliation to anyone. Okay? Guess what? When Harold Perkins committed to Texas A&M, I still said Harold Perkins was the best player in that class. Got all the receipts. You can go listen to the live streams from that. Lucky enough, you flipped back to us. Before the season, I did not have Jaden Daniels as a number one quarterback in the SEC. I had him as my favorite. It's okay. It's okay. I don't dislike Justin Herbert at all. Nothing. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. I'm just speaking facts. Back in the day, the head coach would juice you up mid-game if you got hurt. I guarantee I'm not K.J.'s number one fan, but I am a fan. I'm a fan of greatness, and he almost freaking beat Alabama this past weekend with with a horrible offensive line, nobody getting open. Nick Saban going crazy over K.J. after the game. But yeah, it's it's silly, right? Like, well, you didn't like Brian Kelly before he went to LSU. Well, no duh. Who 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 in Baton Rouge would would like who, who would be a fan of him but before he was a coach of your team? Yeah, here's the thing. Alabama, they hate Nick Saban. They hated him before he went to Alabama. No shit. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> yes. Your affiliation to whichever team is, is it would have it would affect you, right? If Colt, what, um uh, what's his name, the quarterback that that played at Texas? If if he would have gone to freaking LSU. I'd be a fan of his. Uh, Beat Malik. I, obviously, at this point, the only guy that could jump Malik would be Jaden. Uh, uh, I, I don't... I don't think Mason would at this point. Um, but the only guy who could drum a leak is Jaden Daniels. And that's it. Let me see. Hmm. Jay Johnson got him another commitment? Okay. Let's go. Let's freaking cook, Jay Johnson. Uh, Kirk Herbstreit did the... Washington comparison too. We got another super chat. AP says the diesel doc is, is a much watch. Congrats to Jacques Ducey. You also got a sports director at WFP. Andre Evans is a beast. I hope he signs with LSU. You know what's interesting is um, there was a um, scrap. Oh, it's good, man. There was a story I found to be interesting. Okay. Um, there's, it's, it's every week in the NFL that there are fights in stands. All right. It's not really a shock, Luke. It's not really a shock. So, uh, just just a little something on Andre Evans. Um, so, someone that's close to him reached out to me, and he asked you my, my opinion on him. And he was like, "Hey, I, I watch some of your videos, and and seem like you're." just being objective about it. And he he told me a few things about Andre's situation at his, that the high school he's at. So when I tell you that athletically, he is very gifted. That matters a lot more to the high school evaluators than your current actual high school tape. And sometimes that's, justified because of a system you're in a program you're in you know some programs do play at the same level of competition like not all programs okay let's say someone like uh jeremiah hughes right he went to bishop gorman that's an elite program elite coaches you're going up against four and five stars every day in, in practice and you're you're traveling you're flying to play games and you know andre evans goes to a you know a good high school it's just you know, th- there are certain systems that you run that may not showcase your, your best talents. So, you know, athletically, he is very blessed. He he looks different. He plays different. So uh, there you go. Is Joe Sloan a QB whisperer? Oh, let's hope so. Let's hope so. So there you go. But yeah, man. Yeah, he's he. Athletically, I could see some people falling in love with him. I can. He can move. So there you go. Oh, pressure. We're not going to get into this rabbit hole again tonight. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. They, they're, they're two different coaches, so they coach different positions. So there you go. Now, here's what I want you to do if you sign up for the PHL Patreon, I will be chatting in there right now. So if you're a patron, Come on over. Come on over, baby. That's such a great song. Uh come hang out. Get in the chat. And uh we will uh see you there. I got Ty just explained it. Patreon.com slash LSU football. Sign up down below. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Ha! Power. Our L S U Boom. We'll see you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. And tonight we are doing, uh, what are we doing? Uh, we're, we're doing, uh, here they got me a, a dish called a magnolia plate. Magnolia plate. Let's go.